coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. The Cougars have just played back-to-back-to-back ranked teams for the first time ever in the regular season. Now it's Red Hot Texas coming to town. And we'll look back and ahead with the coach and Spencer Johnson. Coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right. How about this? It is a full house here inside Studio C at BYU TV. Great to have you all. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are in Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. So good to have you with us. We take a weekly look at what's up in the Cougar Hoops program. Our social media hashtag tonight and always is hashtag Pope Show, and we are live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps, as well as Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Coming up on tonight's show, we will, among other things, catch up with the Cougs by looking at some standout individual highlights from the last couple of games. Spencer Johnson will be our in-studio guest. We'll have a game night segment for the coach and Spencer. Always a popular feature of the show. And the return of studio audience questions in this week's Q&A segment. And we'll also preview a Saturday matinee with the Texas Longhorns. Well, he is one of the most successful young coaches in the game as he approaches his 150-game plateau with BYU. Please welcome in the head coach of your Cougar Hoopsters, Mr. Mark Pope. Good to see you. Yep. Yeah. You guys are awesome. It feels like we're back in the gym. It's like thank a miniature you. slice of the Marriott Center it right here awesome. in Studio the best, C. The best slice. So thank you guys for being here. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Well, you know, you know, a basketball coach's brain is a busy. You guys got floor seats. Yeah, I know. We've had to really find some extra chairs. Okay, sorry. No, as I was saying, your brain. <laughs> Dear heavens. Is a busy place from your players to your plays to scouting reports to which cool suit to wear on the sidelines on game night. There's a lot for him to consider. Yes. And we never know what will be quite on the top of his mind on this show until we ask this question. <laughs> Take it away. Why does everyone laugh when that comes on? It's just, it's, it's a warm, fuzzy laugh like, is what that, that is. It's that, just comforting. <laughs> yes, I can't tell if it's just condescending. I think people come to this show just to see how many stupid things I'm going to say. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I got a bunch. Uh, first, you guys know that we're intimately in, uh, um, we're, we're working hard with the Dunk on Cancer program. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, I have a gift for you. Oh, no. You open that. Ooh. So these just dropped at the BYU store. Our partners, they're doing an unbelievable job. And just in case you don't know, Dunk on Cancer is Leanne Pope's organization. Um, is Leanne over there? She's right there here. She oh, you're behind the camera today. Uh, so is working hand-in-hand -hand with the Simmons Center for Cancer Research that is doing groundbreaking work. It's incredible, actually, the progress they're making. And so um, we've done socks, we did hats, and now, like, probably what is gonna cure cancer all on its own <laughs> is the official dunk on cancer. Can we call it a Stanley, babe, or is it a knockoff? Oh, 
Yeah. It's Stanley-esque. Yeah. So what happens? Do we get copyright issues if we say it's a... Okay. <laughs> Regardless, we're trying to avoid getting into trouble, awesome. but it's bound to happen. Uh, yeah, look at this. Uh, we've got dual. We've got the BYU basketball yep. logo. We have the dunk on cancer. And is this legit for me? Yes, it is. Oh, it's wow. a gift for you. It's actually for your beautiful wife. Yeah, either my wife or daughter. Yes. We'll have it by the end exactly. of the night. But uh, yes, <laughs> it is great. Uh, comes with a straw, and so we've gone ball yep. cap. We've gone socks. We now have yep. a mug. Yep. And if you go to BYU bookstore, uh, they're in a corner of the of the bookstore. And every single cent that you spend on this beyond cost goes to the Simmons Center for Cancer Research, which is, uh, just becomes more near and dear to all of our hearts as we um, have ourselves and family and friends that are, that are fighting this disease. And so uh, if you're looking at buying a, a quote, quote, knockoff Stanley Cup that's <laughs> way swaggier than any Stanley Cup you can buy, please, uh, please head over and do that. We're super great for everybody's support. It's awesome. Is there more to come after we've done? Yes? A sweatshirt is still to come, I guess. Sweatshirt is the last thing, yes. Okay. And uh, I have two Stanley Cups for audience members. And you want to go, uh, you want, you want, no, you want to go feats of strength for those, I, I think. I have yeah. no plan, actually, how to decide who's going to get them, so yeah. we'll just play it by ear. <laughs> by the end of the show, somebody will have these. And yeah. am I allowed to talk about uh, how much am I allowed to elaborate on your incredible work in can on cancer this year? Can I? Um, so uh, Leanne and her team, uh, the whole board, and incredibly generous donors, um, all working through the Simmons Center, this year alone have raised over a million dollars towards cancer research. It's very cool. And I, um, so, uh, Hema, do we, have, do we have our picture? Oh, yeah, we do. We do ran we through it? it. Yeah, we, we saw it in rehearsal. So, uh, we'll bring it up on the big screen. Uh, here we go. Okay, so up. just yesterday, this is the Swanson family, Jared and Sarah, and Parker and Charlie. Uh, they came to um, shoot around uh, before the game on Tuesday, I guess. And um, we got to meet them, and they are diehard BYU believers in everything about BYU. And it was super special to have them, and it was actually even more special because uh, yesterday, um, Jared checked into um, the hospital. He'll be there for the next several months um, fighting a really, really... Um, uh, severe form of cancer. So our prayers go out to them. And while I have a captive audience, I'm wondering, uh, we're all touched by this disease. And um, sometimes I think it's really powerful to speak names. And I don't know if anybody wants to um, give a shout out to somebody that's, that's fighting right now. Does anybody want to do that? Yes. Barbara Pappenfuss. Barbara Pappenfuss, yep. Jill Langston. Jill Zach, Jenny? Uh, Darcy Facer. Darcy Facer. Great. In the back? My mom. Your mom? Danielle Cantrell. Danielle Cantrell. Sherry Hislip. Say it one more time. Sherry Hislip. Sherry? Yes? Vincent Chung. Vincent Chung? And the Say it again. Jenny Ingerman. Jenny Ingerman. And I know there's so many more guys. Um, but like I said, I'm grateful for everybody's support in, in this battle. Um, uh, it's clearly near and dear to our hearts, and we're making progress. I had the unbelievable, you know, Coach Rose is uh, my mentor uh, and dear, dear friend, and he was at the game the other night. Yeah. 
and had a chance to speak with him and, and uh, you know, he continues to um, uh, make great progress in his health, but it just is, we're all in this together. Like this is a fight that unites us all, that we're all touched by and we're all in it together. So thank you guys for being here and, and sharing that and, and a please, uh, huge believer in prayer. Um, and so uh, Jared and Sarah and the Swenson family and all the people that named, if you, if you have a second to just, just include them in your prayers, be super grateful for that. So well, there we go. Thank you. I got more. I know we got more. In fact, I'm looking at this crowd out here tonight, and I'm reminded of a group of a similar size in a similar type venue. Yeah. We were uh, we were in Lubbock last Friday night. Yes. And and uh, you know the basketball team will will have a little practice uh, yeah. in the gym night before the game, and you weren't alone. Yes. In Lubbock last Friday. It's night. so fun, guys. Uh, it wasn't fun. The very end of the game wasn't fun. The first 30 minutes were awesome. <laughs> And uh, it's so fun to go to these new venues because we get to reach out to, um, uh, to BYU faithful all over the country. And so do we have that picture, Emma? Yeah. So the night before uh, the game, we always get in uh, late that evening and then we'll go into the gym and we're starting to invite people. And it is awesome. Like it is really, really fantastic. And just knowing how uh, all around the country, uh, BYU faithful is everywhere. And it's, it's pretty great, man. The, the best thing about BYU athletics, our little tiny slice of this is that we get to connect to people. And we love it. So that's number two. And number three is I got a story. Okay. I'm going to, but like, we've been very serious and I'm going to get a little lighter. So um, we are playing against Texas on Saturday, and the, one of the leading score, the leading score in the country right now, one of the all-time leading scores in the history of college basketball, is Max Asmus. Okay, but his name is spelled A B M A S. Mm -hmm. And so for the longest time, I've been saying Admus because you just read it on paper and it's Admus. And that's a little look into the cultural differences that we have to understand. Anybody uh, live or serve a mission in Germany? So you might know that there's 26 letters in the German alphabet and there's four extra letters and one is like a capital B that actually I guess sounds like an S and I didn't know any of this till this morning. With my crack, we scout everything, guys. <laughs> so Nate Austin brought this information to us and he's like, nope, it's Acemus because it's actually this letter. Yeah. And so then, later in the day, I heard an incredible story about Fus Traore. So Fus is from Bamako, well, from Katimali. And he hasn't been in the States for that long. And this, you can imagine, like going from where he lives, which, you know, is, is could not be, like, you might as well be on the moon, like compared to being here in the States. And so it's been a big deal for him to learn the culture here. And so just this, uh, fall, um, he went to the mall, it was getting cold, and he's like, I got to get a jacket. And he found this black jacket that was fitted, uh, you know, Foose is a big, strong, incredibly handsome young man. <laughs> and he found this jacket, and um, it was black, and it was kind of fitted, and the collar was kind of up, and it had a logo on the back that he didn't really know what it was, and he, um, he got it. And the next day he walked around campus all day and he was like, man, everybody was like checking me out and doing <laughs> double takes and the whole thing on BYU's campus. Now, mind you, Foos, if there was ever an advocate of the BYU standards and the BYU honor code, it is Foos Traore. Like to a T, he's a believer. Like he follows it to, to a T. But sometimes the cultural difference gets you. And I, I don't know if we're allowed to, to show this video. 
Is that, did Hemant get we clearance? Apparently, we did not get clearance for this. Okay, we're not allowed to show <laughs> the video, so I'm just gonna leave it to your own imagination what the logo was on the back of the jacket, but people were not looking at him because they thought he looked great in the jacket. <laughs> they were like, are you allowed to wear that on BYU's campus? So. Uh, we spent about 15 minutes crying in the locker room as this story was shared today. It was beautiful. Oh, that's great. And that's our guys. That's our life. Yeah. There you go. Yes. It's a good thing we didn't show the video. I'd probably get fired. Yeah. By the way, if I don't do any talking on the show, I don't get paid. So I got to pick it up at some point here tonight. Uh, it's funny. Uh, by the way, uh, Max Acemus, second time you're playing him, facing him. Yes. Your first year when he was yes. playing for Oral Roberts. Yes. You got him when he was just yep. a, a young pup. And yep. now, all these years later, he's approaching 3,000 career points. Yeah. Literally, in the history of men's college basketball, Division One level, two players have hit 3,000. Pete Maravich and Hersey Hawkins. That is it. Yep. And he's going to be there in a few games. It's incredible. We hope he doesn't get there Saturday. Amen. That'd be a problem. Because <laughs> he's quite away. He's like 90 points away. Uh, so call him Acemus, because if we call him Abbas, he's probably going to be mad and, and take And it really, I, I've seen some games this year, and some broadcasters still do just yep. call him Abbas. Yeah, Acemus is the, is the word. All right. Wow. We are one-third of the way through the Big 12 schedule already. Can you believe it? Yes. Yes, you can, because you've had to prep six hard times for these games. <laughs> it already feels like you're longer. In. Uh, your thoughts on this league? You knew what it would be. I think it's everything you knew it would be, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Guys, there's been moments in every game. I think about moments in Central Florida, which we won, moments at Texas Tech, which we lost, moments at Iowa State, which we won, moments in Houston, which we lost, where I can't help myself. Guys, uh, just Houston, which we ended up losing. You know, there's... I don't know, five, six, seven minutes left, and, and the Marriott Center, like, it seemed like 18,000 people were on their feet, like, just going crazy, and our guys are battling, like, with their whole hearts and souls, as well as Houston, and the fact that that happens every single night is brilliant to me. I love every second of it, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to love it even more when we're winning more consistently, but... I hope you guys are enjoying it, too, because we're really blessed to be here. This is awesome, man. It doesn't end. Like, you know, it, it's just every single game. It's every night. It's really special. Twelve of the 14 teams in this league right now are between four and two and two and four. They're within two yeah. games of each other. Yeah. And, and Texas is a great yeah. study here. They opened up one and three, and then boom, boom, back-to-back -back great wins. They're right back in the mix, and, and that's how quickly things can turn in this league. That's right. It, and you're never going to be out of it, and you're, you're never going to have it locked up. Like, it just is it's the nature of the league. You know, this Texas team, for example, was a preseason top 10 AP poll team. Uh, their their five-man was injured. They had some new people on campus, and, and then uh, so they, 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 they struggled a little bit, and all they've done the last two games is knock off two top 25 teams in a row, one at home, one on the road, and now they're coming to the Marriott Center, and it's, it's unbelievable. It's so great. And they get three and four. They get four consecutive ranked teams because yep. they'll have you on Saturday, then they'll be home to host Houston yep. on Monday, and you're going for the split, and if, uh, we talked, I think we talked about this off the air even, but if you're splitting weeks in the Big 12, you're a really good basketball team. Yep, that's right. Absolutely. So, hopefully that, that's, that's the case on, on Saturday. By the way, uh, next week you'll have your first midweek bye. Uh, Texas, or rather, uh, yeah, Texas Tech and Baylor didn't play the weekday game this yep. week. You'll be in that situation next week. So everyone, everyone gets these midweeks off, and yep. yours comes yes. next week, right? Yeah, and we're really excited about it. Uh, it's going to come well for us, especially if we can finish this week off with a win.
because you want to get a little healthy, right? You yes. want to rest some guys up and get them ready yes. for this uh, grueling stretch to come as February gets underway. Yep. Right. By the way, what is the plan for you next week with just one game on the weekend? Do you already know what you want to do? Or? Yeah, we'll go uh, Monday early, twice on Monday. We'll go Tuesday. We'll be off Wednesday, go and then start full prep Thursday, Friday. You already talked about the Marriott Center crowd, but the value of home crowds in this league. I, I watched Kansas State, Iowa State last yeah. night. Names, what a, what, a, what a venue, what an environment. And, and I mean, the crowds in this arena, we've only seen a few, but you already know what you're getting Did into. Did anybody see highlights of Kansas State, Iowa State last night? I'm just curious how many people are seeing this. Yeah, some. Um, there's a lot of controversy involved in the game. Anybody familiar with that? Okay. Fair enough. Great. Yeah. Okay. There's stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on for BYU. Uh, you had a couple games since we last talked. Uh, games this past Saturday and Tuesday. We're going to look into player highlights specifically too. But uh, let's start with Saturday's game at Texas Tech. Highlights presented by Intermountain Health. We'll take a look at some stats too. And this was. Uh, we want to go show Ali in this one. Um, by the way, electric atmosphere at United yep. Supermarkets Arena. Yep. And Ali Khalif had his best scoring game in a BYU uniform yet. Yeah, his second half was really remarkable. Um, him and Dallin kind of uh, uh, developed a really terrific connection out of ball screens, um, and Ollie was really effective in every aspect of the game. And, and you know, we put a lot on his shoulders down the stretch for sure, uh, you know, trying to hold off their rally. Now, due to an injury suffered by Noah Waterman, uh, he was unavailable, and Richie Saunders got his third career start, first yeah. of this season. Terrific first half. He had yeah. 13 before the break. Yeah, he, uh, Richie's been incredible. He's one of the most efficient offensive players in the country, and he's also one of the best rim finishers in the country. He's, he's just been unbelievable. His numbers are incredible, and it was the first time he'd been thrust in the starting lineup since I think only one game last year. And uh, he was ready. He found out two hours before the game, and he really got us. He really got us off to a great start. And the, the guys played an incredible first half. And these are the final stats from Texas Tech. They come back to win this one uh, in Lubbock. Uh, you had an off day Sunday, uh, busy work day Monday to get ready for Tuesday and Houston. Number one metrics team in the country in so many different ways. Top defensive squad in the country nationally by a considerable margin. And they visited uh, BYU Tuesday in a clash of the Cougars. And what a great comeback it was for BYU. Comes up just short. You trailed by double digits on two occasions in the second half. Rallied both times. Let's go to the final few minutes of the game. Maybe have you talk yeah. us through uh, how this game wrapped up because you were right there. Yeah, the, the, the most frustrating thing for us down the stretch, you know, they, they started switching one through five with about five minutes left in the first half, which is not typically what they do. And so we we, we kind of found a groove. Uh, Foose made a huge difference in the last 10 minutes of the game. And then every time we get a clean, you know, in the last 10 minutes, every time we get a clean rebound and get out in transition, we had great things happen. We just had such a tough time coming up with clean rebounds. We got a couple unbelievable looks down the stretch, and they just didn't go, and that's just the nature of the game. Um, we have exactly the right guys uh, taking shots, making plays, and, and um, it's just it's just part of, the, part of the deal. There's a lot of controversy. Maybe uh, fans might um, have opinions about um, – some of the things that went on in the game is that you're trying to bait me. You're trying, Greg's trying to get oh, me in trouble. I'm saying nothing, you know. I'm just. <laughs> and, um, and we just we just came a little short against a great team. And, and you know what? Here's the thing, guys. Houston did what they do to every team, which is unfortunate because we they they just they just destroyed us on the glass the last seven minutes of the game where we, where we had so many opportunities. We actually got stops. 
and we had so many opportunities, we just couldn't come up with a rebound. And it's a place that we'll continue to grow in. Uh, they're you know, probably uh, you know, in the top three. I know the numbers put them in the top 10, but they're probably in the top three most effective offensive rebounding teams in the country, and, and, and they certainly did some work against us. We're seeing some Noah Waterman highlights, and he had a great game against Houston, and, yeah. and uh, you know, just didn't play on the weekend, made up for lost time against, uh, against UH. Really big part of what you were able to do against the uh, Cougars from Houston. And, and Foose is making his way back still yeah. from, from his injury. And, yep. and he played 10 of the 20 minutes after halftime yep. on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, he, he was great. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it, it's a little sub story. To sit for 30 minutes in a game and watch and then be called upon um, unexpectedly and to be ready emotionally to come out and play, it's a huge tribute to Foose. Uh, he gave us a massive spark off the bench. It was really, really important. Of course, Noah had an unbelievable performance. How would you say Foose is in terms of maybe percentage of what he'd like to be at right now? Is he getting he, close? He's doing great. He he, uh, he uh, missed a block out assignment today in practice. So, you know, uh, sometimes when that happens, you get sent uh, on, a, on a journey to the very top of the Marriott Center and back. And he made it fine, so I think his hamstrings do it better. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one way to test it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, all right, so Houston does win that game uh, uh, on, on Tuesday. And uh, you know what? Six games in every game yep. leads. You're competing with every team in this yep. very tough conference. Yep. yep. That's, that's going to be it every night. That's great. Okay. Let's uh, head to break and tell you that uh, your reminder to watch BYU Sports Nation makes your day-to-day -day Cougar sports play-by-play -play happen. And it happens with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we'll bring in Spencer Johnson into Studio C. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope back after this break. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by... Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. All right, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Hope here in Studio C. Wonderful crowd here tonight. Uh, all right, eight years ago, eight years ago, he was earning 5A All-State honors at American Fork High School while scoring 20 points per game and helping the cavemen to the round of eight in the postseason. After that season, it was off to Italy on a church mission, then stops at Weber State, UVU, and Salt Lake Community College before settling in BYU, where he's been a mainstay for the last four seasons. In his final season, we're happy to have him back in Studio C. Please help us bring in Spencer Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so I just aged you because I said your senior season was eight years ago. How long ago does high school feel to you? Oh, so long ago. <laughs> so long. Uh, you're um, using your COVID year this season, your fifth mm -hmm. year. Uh, um, when did you decide that you for sure would be back and playing basketball one more year for BYU? Um, I don't know. We, you know, the season ended. Um, he made me beg. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, we uh, the season ended and, you know, my wife and I talked about it. We thought a lot and we're like, hey, um, one more year, Big 12, like that would be a really cool way to go out. So, yeah. by, by the way, um, shout out to Izzy. She's your mm -hmm. wife. You've been She's here. Where is she? Where is Izzy at? You've been married almost three years? Almost three years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, big yes. 
but, but we have uh, additional applause-worthy news uh, because in a month, you guys are having your first baby, yes. right? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really insensitive to ask this, but are you planning it around games? How's this all going to work out for you? Tell the whole thing, man. <laughs> Tell the whole thing. It's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Utah, they won't. We have an induction scheduled, but they only let you do it a week before the due date is, right? And that day that the week starts, we take off to Kansas for six days. So he either has to come early or late. But if he comes during that week, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and Coach is smiling We have many, many yeah. contingency plans, travel plans. So yep. Izzy. The real MVP. <laughs> we got Jets yeah. on standby. Yeah, well, that, that's fantastic news. That is so cool. Um, and uh, do, you, do you already know if it's a boy or a girl? Are you going to wait and see? Little or? boy. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. OK. We're, we're, we're actually uh, hoping for a bigger boy, Izzy. I heard he has a scholarship. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Uh, you got names, or are you going to wait a little bit on that and not put anything out there? Yeah, I, didn't, I think you got to meet him first. So uh, Okay. We'll Do see, not see what he is. say names. We'll That's see. the biggest. <laughs> Cosmo. No, no. <laughs> uh, this is a kind of a cool fact, too, um, about Spencer, is that uh, you have two Division One siblings right now, don't mm -hmm. you? No, they're at the same school. Tell us uh, what they're doing. Yeah, so um, my little brother, little sister, both play at Utah State. Um, Weirdly, they're both taller than me. I'm, I'm not the shortest. My older brother's shorter than me. But they're both taller than me, and uh, they're loving it up there. And Isaac's been uh, starting a lot of games for Utah State. Yep. And, and Gracie, is, uh, is, is, is it's her first year with them? First year. Yeah. yeah. So she's, and she's gotten into a bunch of games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very cool. I, uh, I, I don't know how. I mean, you might be the only brothers at different D1 teams that are both ranked in the top 25. Could be. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I bet pole, that's yeah, actually true. Right. Probably yeah. the only two in the country. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. I like that. And when you, when you say little brother, it's little in age because he's, he's considerably he's taller. 6'11", 7 foot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to play, well, BYU got to play against Isaac uh, one year earlier, a couple years yep. ago, BYU in Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah, we played against him up in Portland at the uh, uh, Trailblazers Arena. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we smacked him. Are you laughing because BYU won no, by 40? No, I just know he was so happy you brought that up. He's yeah. like, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> yeah. that. It was his first year back from his mission, so he didn't play a whole ton. Um, but he got in. We got to play against each other. But yeah, we we popped him. Uh, does the does the name Alexis Yetna mean anything to you? No. Alexis Yetna. Mm -mm. Alexis Yetna uh, plays for Fairfield, which is another Division One university. He's not played this year because he's injured. Okay. Mm. But he's the only guy in Division One older than you. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So everyone keeps telling me I'm the oldest. Yeah, but, uh, technically you're the second, but of the guys who've played this year, you're number one. But there's a dude named okay. Alexis Yetna who's older than you by two months. Okay. So as soon as he gets on the floor, you lose your distinction. But as for the time being, but I keep telling people he might beat, but you don't look like you look so young. You know, he's fresh faced, isn't he? He's just a kid out there. Uh, do you do you wear that as a badge of honor? Are you do you not like talking about it? Do you care? Is it just one of those cool things? Um, I was actually joking with some reporters earlier um, in the week or you know and they're like how does it feel and I was like oh man dream come true like it is my little kid dream to be the oldest player in college basketball <laughs> everyone shoots for that couldn't have yeah. gone any better <laughs>
<laughs> and Trevin, I think, is like in the top ten. Like, mm. he's, he's up there, too. Yeah. And he gets one more year as well if he wants it, too, to I know. come back. We, we laugh. He might be answering yeah. your questions Trev, next year. Trev looks much older than Spence, though. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> you can do that without what you'd please. <laughs> I don't know how to play that. You, you've, uh, I think we discussed this last time Spence was on, but uh, you'd, you'd been, you'd recruited him before, I guess, is the best yes, way to yes, put it, right? Yes. Well, the truth is, is that, um, so I recruited Spence forever. He told me no, and then he told me no again, and then he said, kind of, maybe I'll come check it out, and then was like, no again. And then he was, you know, was fine, and everything was fine, and then he met Izzy, and his whole life changed, and he became a basketball star. Like, that's really true. Mm -hmm. Isn't that really true? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really true. So thank you, Izzy. Yes. <laughs> You said it would be cool to kind of go out in a Big 12 season, and you're now six games into a Big 12 schedule. Um, your thoughts on being, being in this league and, and uh, how it's making maybe everyone on BYU just be better, play better, and, and be more competitive because it's just so competitive. Yeah, it is awesome. As a competitor, as a basketball player, you know, all of the games you see on TV are like Big 12, top 25 games. So. To be out there playing against these guys, to be seeing it, like, it's so fun. So fun to play against uh, this type of competition. You got to uh, be a part of BYU's first Big 12 home win mm -hmm. uh, nine days ago against, uh, against Iowa State at the Marriott Center. You scored 28 points, one of your best games as a Cougar. Just uh, maybe thoughts on, on getting that win, how big it was for this team to get, you know, to do it in front of the home fans, too. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we always want to protect our home court. We talk about that all the time. This Marriott Center is really, really special to us. So to go get a win like that, you know, against a, a really, really good defensive team, and um, it was awesome. Spencer's a really, really good defensive player, too, isn't he? Maybe you could talk about him as a defender. Yeah, he's, he's got uncanny closing speed. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, he's as good as anybody in our league, probably at chasing guys off screens and kind of finding a way to uh, weave through things and be there on the catch. And uh, he's got a really great, his closing speed allows him to be disruptive and make positive plays, like game-changing plays on the defense fan. He's been terrific that way. Um, the change in the charge block rules has taken away one of his, like, <laughs> go-to, uh, you know, defensive uh, specialties. But he's, he's, he's been a mainstay for us for forever now. Uh you still do pregame speeches, right, with your guys? Have you had one or two this year? I've had one, yeah. Yeah? What's a Spencer Johnson pregame speech like, Coach Pope? Mm. <laughs> Spencer is exactly what you'd expect. He is, uh, is even-keeled and solid and unflappable, and then he'll just give you a little bit more emotion than you anticipate, and it's pretty <laughs> beautiful. When it's time for your – when you know you're going to have that, what goes through your mind? Like, what do you, what do you kind of turn to? What do you, you want to – on the pregame speech? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, everyone is so different. Like, every speech that each guy does is so different. So, I don't know. Just stay true to, to who I am. I'm and actually not in charge of the pregame speeches anymore. Eagle oh. is now. So, Tanner Hayes is taking over. Mm -hmm. And for the first time ever, he had Melvin Goins give the pregame speech. One of our GAs. How good was that? It was way good. He was quoting scripture. He was giving us <laughs> quotes from... Famous yeah, uh, good. people in history, like he crushed it. Yeah, maybe at some point we'll get we'll get Mel and the GAs yeah. on the show. Hopefully we do at some point. But that's actually a great point you bring up because uh, Melvin. I mean, I, I guess I'm old enough that I remember Melvin as a player. Yeah. 
and and he was a heck of a player yeah. at Tennessee. How did you end up getting uh, Mel to come to BYU and help as a GA, by the way? Well, we we we, we have, that's a long story. <laughs> We're just excited to have him. We're really glad to have him here. What does he do for you guys, uh, Spence? What's what, what's his involvement? Because now that you brought him up, he's such a cool yeah. part of the team. Oh yeah, he is super cool. I mean, so he runs scout for us. He so runs the scout team. Um, Talks a ton of smack. Yeah. So has enough game left. He's obviously. super shifty with the yes. ball, man. That dude is. He's he's still got it. Um, you know, on the sidelines, he gets our bench going. So um, if you see us in the game, our bench will be you know doing chants or whatever, and he gets that going. Um, and he's always just chirping in guys' ears like, hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing out here. This is what you should do. Stuff like that. So he's. Super valuable. Okay, you've had so many special nights in the building, and even though this last game against Houston wasn't a win, that was Marriott Center magic, right? The yeah. vibe you felt had to be in the second half, right? Totally, totally. You know, we talked about that as a team when we're like, it was disappointing that we lost to Houston, um, but we were down, you know, double digits multiple times, and we came back, and we fell back again, and we came back. So, you know, to play against statistically the number one team in the nation like that, and give ourselves like so many chances to win is is really encouraging. Like we were balling. You know, two of the two of the very best defensive teams in the country are, are Iowa State and, and Houston. I mean, T.J. Otzelberger, since he's been there, had never allowed 87 in a game. You guys scored that. Yeah. And the 68 you got against, that's the most they've allowed in a game yeah. this season. 25 field goals is more by three than they've allowed in the game this season. You've played really, really good teams and kind of done a lot of what you wanted to do. Yeah. Even, even though it's a split in those two games, how encouraging is that, that, you know what, we can play these really, really tough teams and still be us? Yeah, it's super encouraging because we're right there. I mean, we had, we had a couple chances to, like, really take control of that game and, and to take a lead. Um, the shots didn't go down or whatever, but like, you know, we're right there, and that's super encouraging. Uh, would you pick out a highlight or two of the season so far? There's more to come, big yeah. games to come. But what would you say has been kind of like things that stick with you so far this year? Um, just our resiliency. Like we knew coming into this Big 12 that it was going to be really tough, that uh, we were going to win some games and we were going to lose some games, and and just we have to stick together through the whole thing. So that has been super fun to just be like, how are guys gonna bounce back and, and how are we gonna stay together and keep the mood good and positive? So just some stuff like that. Um, and then maybe as far as a game, the win against San Diego State at home was pretty fun. That was a fun one. Early in the year. And another yeah. highlight hopefully comes up Saturday, tough Texas team coming to town. Yeah. They look good having won back-to-back -back games. And who doesn't look good right now in the Big 12, right? Seriously, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a battle. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Spencer and Coach uh, Game Time with the two of these coming up as BYU Basketball. Mark Pope continues. Stick with us here on BYU TV. Back on BYU Basketball, Mark Pope presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right, it's, uh, it's game night here on the show. Everyone knows we do this every week on the program. Uh, and... We're doing this particular game tonight because of something we found mm. okay. on your LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn? Yeah, let's take a look All at what right. this says here. This is Spencer Johnson on LinkedIn. Licensed realtor True. in Utah. Is this accurate? It is. You are, li is. Uh, you are licensed to do what? Um, buy and sell, facilitate properties, houses, commercial buildings, whole deal. Is that going to be your next life? When you're done playing basketball? It could be. Yeah, it's, it's definitely part of it. Okay. Well, inspired by that, 
Um, but can I, is, is anybody in here interested in selling or buying a house right now? <laughs> this, I this got you guy right guy. back here in the corner. Let's go. In okay. the NIL yes, era, I mean, there we go. everything's fair game. Um, all right, <laughs> we, are, we are going to play, in celebration of this fact, we're going to play what we're calling the Casa Cost Challenge. All right. We will show you and Coach Pope some recent home listings across the country. You have to guess the listing price of the home without going over. And all of tonight's homes are selected from the social media account Zillow Gone Wild. Are wow. you ready? These are crazy that? houses. Ready. You ready for this? You ready? To, here we go. Uh, the first one we're going to see is actually local. It's in North Salt Lake, Utah. Uh, and the nickname of this is oh. called the Onion House for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> this is in North Salt Lake. Five bedrooms, two bathrooms. 2,846 square feet on a quarter of an acre. What would be the list price for this home in North Salt Lake, Utah? This is the Casa Cost Challenge. They've got their whiteboards. They're going to write their suggested price. Is this what I think it would cost or what I'd be willing to pay? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's what, if, yeah, what you think somebody would have listed this for. Okay. Yeah. Ideally without going over. Mm. Round numbers are great. All right, uh, Spencer, what do you got? Oh, okay, we're in the right ballpark. 560. Wow. And the right answer on this is $559,000. Oh, come on. Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Woo. If, if I get all these right, I should get an honorary yeah. realtor's license. Yeah, so this, yes. this is why he's licensed. Hey, folks. you might think uh, about Spencer, but she should come to me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, this next one is a little misleading because we're not going to see a lot of it. Uh, this is in Missouri, Polo, Missouri. It's a 10,000 square foot underground bunker. Wow. All we're seeing, we're seeing the above ground stuff, okay? Missouri. You see a little bit of the 10, underground. But this is a place that's 10,000 square feet underground bunker. There's a gym, a music studio, and of course a water filtration system. And what you have to have uh, 3,000 pound blast doors, what they're called. Wow. So you're not seeing a lot of it. Wow. It's underground. It's 10,000 square feet, so it's massive. It's called the Bunker House. Mm. What would this list for in Missouri? It's an underground bunker. We presume it's going to help you survive anything and everything in the mm. years to come. This is a little tougher. Who would, who would buy this house? Yeah, it's not me. Wow. Oh, I, I got a lot of dates. The kids. The kids I got, are I got a lot of doomsday yeah. people in here, it's right? It's like a fort. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. Uh, Spencer, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spencer, what do you think? I said 600. 600,000, 1 million, and this one goes to Coach Pope because unbelievably oh. it's $2 million. Oh. Again, we're not seeing a lot of it, but it's under there. That's, okay. a, that's a niche market for sure. Has, has it ever sold? <laughs> Probably not. It's, it's, I think it's available today. Hey, actually. we had enough people. If you guys each went in for 100 grand, we could, we could get this done. We could get this done. Uh, all right, number three is called the Ant Hill House, for okay. obvious reasons. Uh, this is in Joshua Tree, California. Joshua Tree. You're on two acres of desert. Uh, it's five bedrooms, three baths, 1,339 square feet. Again, two acres of land in Joshua Tree. It's called the Ant Hill House, so a little funky. Um, it's California, so it's not gonna be cheap. Where, where is Joshua Tree, where is it? It's out in the middle of nowhere, right? Uh, they Palm 29 Springs? Palms. So it really is the middle of nowhere. It's like within like an hour of Palm Springs, probably, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh. Called the Ant Hill House. California desert living at its finest. I'm not gonna lie, I would not pay this much for it. But what's your guess, Spencer? I said 1.2. 1.2 mil. And you're going what? 500. Half a mil? And this one will go to Spencer. We're going to 1.8 on this one. Wow. 1.8 for the Ant Hill House. 
California. First of all, like, this is weird. <laughs> Welcome to the Pope Show. And fantastic, though. <laughs> I love this is, it. This is okay. not your everyday coaches show. Right. It never has been, never will be. All right, uh, <laughs> home number four is called the River House. Uh, it's located in Missouri. This is gorgeous. Ooh, that's uh, cool. Three bedrooms, three bathrooms on 1.8 acres on the water. Uh, it features a two-boat garage. Not a two-car garage, okay. a two-boat garage. It's on the Detroit River in Grossline, Michigan. It's called the River House. This is in Michigan? It is in Michigan. I love that carpet. That's the yellow, Detroit River. Yeah, that's, 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 and again, that's, you, are, that's nice. you are boating into the garage here. That is not nice. <laughs> Hmm. This could be yours for the tidy sum of. What are they thinking here? Woo. Let's go with Coach Pope first. He says three and a half mil. 3.5. I said eight. And oh my gosh. The answer here $800,000. Wow. Hey, the, the maestro. Hey, Izzy's feeling more confident about your future with every <laughs> guest here. Yes. She's like, we're going to be okay, whatever we do. Uh, all right, home number five here is called the Pink House. Oh man. And again, there's there's no mystery as to why it's called the Pink House. Uh, this is in Wisconsin, Hudson, Wisconsin. Seven bedrooms, four bathrooms, more than six thousand square feet. Uh, there is a Barbie theme involved. Mm. Do you get to keep all the decor? Whether you want to or not. I think, the I think, I think it comes included in the, in the price. Yeah. Where is it? This is in a place called Hudson, Wisconsin. Oh, man. Anybody know Hudson, Wisconsin? Nope. Okay. Hmm. Barbie themed pink house, seven bedrooms, four bathrooms, and a lot of square feet, almost 7,000 square feet. This is Wisconsin. So it's America's dairy land, it's the heartland. Any guesses? I need a guess. <laughs> 1.8? Guys, this is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Two million? Whatever. 750? Okay. Close. Coach Pope's going 600K. You're going 700K. This one's going to go to, uh, go to Spencer as well, but it's 1. more than a mil. 1.1. 1. 1. 1. 1.1. 1. 1. Different strokes. That's a lot of pink tank. The price went up with the new this next one is in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, man. It's called the Hobbit House. Ooh. It's on only a half an acre, not a lot of room, three bedrooms and a three-quarter bath, 2,600 square feet. How close to the beach are we talking? I don't know. Do it, know? It, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't tell us that. I know there's a lot of kids in here that would buy this house. Is there any adults that would? <laughs> but there's, there, are, there are a couple of adults. There's okay. a lazy river feature as part okay. of the home. So there's a water feature involved. There's a lot of good water there. So it's, uh, if you look up, you get a better look, Spence, behind you. There, you can see a better, Santa larger Barbara. view. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Okay. So it's pretty funky. Ooh. Wow, Santa Barbara is the most, like, yeah, most that, expensive real estate in the world. Yeah, it's one of the most counties in America. So. Um, okay. And just a couple more. All right, this one's called The Hobbit House. Nice. Coach Pope's going three million. Spencer is at two one, and this one's gonna go to Coach. Mm, three mm, and a quarter. There we go. Three and a quarter for The Hobbit House. I know my Hobbits. 
We stay in California on the Kazakos oh, Challenge for what they call the never they call the, the saxophone house. What does the saxophone house look like? <laughs> look at that. Wow. It's got stuff. So this What's is in Berkeley. Like riverboat. This is in Berkeley. This is on the against the hill in Berkeley. Okay. Wow. Um, six bedrooms, five baths. Four thousand square feet. The saxophone house in Berkeley, California. Again, pricey real estate there. But that's what you're looking at. There's a This is our second to last offering, by the way. Coach Pope's going four and a half. You're going seven and a half. And you guys can save a lot of money because it's yours for only 1.997. Wow. Under two on this one. Berkeley. It's a steal. It's a, a total steal. It's a steal. It's a steal of two million. Foundation must be cracking. <laughs> okay. Our last offering for you, our final house on the Kazakos Challenge called the Island House in Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. Mm. On the water, five bedrooms, four bathrooms. 4,500 square feet, and you're on a 4.39 acre island. Babe. You're on Lee, an island. how good is that? <laughs> yes. Oof. They just found a retirement home. Wow. There we go. All right. Oh, man. Where is this? This is in North Carolina. Where? where? I got to think it's off the coast of North Carolina. Well, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Hmm. I think I'm over. Sneed, I think Sneed's I'm over, Ferry. Sneed's Ferry is the township. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Sneed's Ferry. Okay. Yeah, okay. Spencer, you got one? Everything uh, about that. Yeah. All right, Coach Pope, what do you think? He's going five, three, and this one, although you did go over, you'd have it at 2.4. Oh, 2.4 wow. million dollars. That's not bad. That's Ladies and gentlemen, our first Kazakos challenger on the Pope Show tonight. <laughs> when we come back, live studio audience Q&A from you all for these two. Oh, Stay with us on BYU Basketball. Oh. Mark Pope, return. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. OctoHealth, decode your DNA, design your destiny. And Ken Garth, we hear you. Yes. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. We're bringing back in-studio Q&A today presented by Ken Garf. We hear you. We've got a mic right over here. We've got people right over here. We've got questions for Coach and or Spencer Johnson. And let's kick it off with Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. You've got the guys. Okay, so this is a question for my 12-year-old son, nice. Jordan, who loves basketball. What advice do you have for a 12-year-old who really wants to play basketball in college. Great. Um, work hard. Work really, really hard. That is like no substitute for that. Practice. Mm -hmm. First first thing I would say is that you named him exactly correctly. <laughs> okay, so that's a good head start. And then the second thing is like, if he can fall in love with this game and fall in love with being on a team, that's probably the biggest step just to grow his passion for this. Because uh, if you can love it, then you'll endure a lot to do it. So good Amy, luck, Jordan. Amy, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next. Are you a Swifty? Hold on, you gotta tell us your name first. Tell us your name. I'm, I'm Eli Gifford. Eli, yes. Are you guys Swifties? You go first <laughs> and tell the truth. <laughs> I have become a little bit more since I've been married. Yeah. Okay. 
And I am unabashedly a die-hard, <laughs> lifelong, fostered by my four daughters, Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> Love it. You've seen her live. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. All right. What's your name? Uh, I'm Sadie. I'm his niece. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? Um, and I actually called mom for this question. I was like, <laughs> mom, crazy. which question should we ask your brother? Uh, she said, what coach did you have that inspired you the most? And then I was like, okay, we'll add to that. What is it that they did or said that inspired you? Mm. And I want this question to be to Spencer, too. Go, Spencer. You, you go first. <laughs> Um, There's a lot of pressure on Spencer. He doesn't really have an option. Coach Pope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just the way he um, inspires people, the way he has a passion for this game is, is really contagious. And it's contagious to all of us as players. And, um, it, you know, when your coach has that, um, you have no choice but to come in every day and just be like, let's go. Coach? Uh, it's so hard because I've been blessed with like the greatest mentors and coaches ever. Um, Coach Patino has uh, um, come out with some quotes in public the last few days that have just uh, made my heart, um, you know, just remember. But um, Rich Belcher is my high school coach uh, and he was the one that started me on this path and I will love him forever uh, because he was just about growing people, man. He just grows people and he's really special to me. All right, thank you guys for the questions. Question. We've got to fly. Let's get to the end of our segment with our and one trivia question. Here's our trivia question. In BYU's last game against Texas more than 10 years ago in Kansas City, this player mm. had the game-winning jump shot mm. and game-stealing free throws in an 86-82 victory. Who was it? The answer is next. Stay with us. You see it right there. Ten years ago, BYU and Texas played. This player had the game-winning jump shot and the game-stealing free throws. Who was it? It was... Uh, Tyler Haas. Hey, I hope one of you at least said it was my name. Can't be forgotten that quickly. Uh, remember a lot about that game. Hard-fought battle, really close down the stretch. Eric Mika and I kind of played hot potato there for a second, and it was able to hit that, that one-foot runner in the corner. Uh, so glad we, we walked away with that win. We needed that win that season. Uh, so fun. Uh, it's funny, I do remember working on shots like that uh, with Coach Pope. Uh, working on these one-footed, off-balance runners, uh, just trusting your shot, owning it, and uh, fortunately was able to, to get that one to go. So. Uh, Hey, love watching you guys play this season. Uh, love all these Big 12 battles. So fun. Keep it going. All right. In our That's final awesome. 10 seconds, all we can say is we hope for more of that kind of magic this Amen. weekend against Texas. Let's go. Spencer, thank you. Coach Pope, thank you. Folks, thank you all. Thanks, guys. Thank you.